0: I am ultra excited for this special cyber monday guest episode and this is one that is really near and dear to my heart because not only is the woman i'm bringing on an incredible human entrepreneur sales coach she's helped so many people not only shift their businesses and shift their lives but she's somebody that I personally brought into my business this year. She knows the ins and outs of my business. We worked together for seven months, and I think so many of you listening saw my transitions, and this is somebody that really helped me co-create these and support me every step of the way. And I just want this to be an example of the importance of not only hiring mentors, but getting in rooms with individuals that are going in the same direction as you and that are growth minded and that really help you expand. Because not only did I get to hire her as a business mentor, But her and I created this amazing friendship where we really understand each other's strengths. And because of that, we are teaming up together and we have created the most incredible four-day experience for you called the Sales and Content Lab. If you are a business owner, a content creator, an entrepreneur, somebody that's interested in learning how to create content, or you want to learn how to sell without being salesy, that seems to be the thing that nobody can figure out how to do is we know our worth and value. And we know what we should be doing, but it feels a little bit icky or salesy where we want to come from this really authentic and genuine place. That is what we are going to teach you in this four-day experience, is not only how to streamline and simplify your sales and your content strategy, but also how to have a heck of a lot of fun while doing it and be able to do it in a really authentic way where you can show up as you. It is going to be so much fun. You do not want to miss it. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to let you know all of the info is in the show notes. We talk a little bit about it in the episode, but this episode we really dive into like sales, content creation, authenticity, all the things we just jammed out about and where people are really going wrong in this process. You're gonna learn a lot just from this episode and I know you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I need to be in this room. So we are going to link it below. We cannot wait to see you in there. This is a one of a time thing that we are doing and I'm so honored to be doing it with the one and only Jillian Murphy. So without further ado, dive into the episode. Welcome back to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm super excited about this episode because I'm interviewing someone who is just so near and dear to my heart. She's a Michigan girl, a Midwest girl. I hired her as a coach. We've become really good friends, and I want to bring her on to not only spotlight her as a human and what she does, but also just to have a really honest conversation about sales, about content creation, and about personal branding. So I am welcoming to the show, Jillian Murphy. Thank you so much for being here, Joe. Oh
1: my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, obviously I'm equally as obsessed with you. Um, you were one of those people, like when you hired me, I was like, can we also become like best friends, please? Um, And I'm so glad that we have built just like a beautiful friendship, a beautiful business relationship. And I'm so excited to dive into this podcast today because it's going to be juicy.
0: I know. I can't wait. What's so great about Jill, what I love about her so much is she like loves like Nike and Jordan and rocking baseball caps. Like we're sitting on Zoom here. She's in a Jordan hat. I'm in like a Nike sweatshirt. We just show up as ourselves.
1: Yeah. And I mean, really, that's the secret to everything that we're doing, right? Like just show up unapologetically who you are. If I would have tried to show up today on this podcast, like as something that I wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have felt good and it wouldn't have have felt authentic, right? Because this is going to go out to the public. It's going to go on her Instagram. And it's like, no, I want to just be 100% who I actually am.
0: Yes. I remember the first time that I spoke on stage, I was trying to like really emulate like what other speakers did. And I wore this like green blazer and I ended up chucking like Nike Air Force ones on. And like, I look at pictures now and I'm like, those didn't go together at all. But I was trying so hard to be this professional on stage, but I like sprinkled in a little bit of Katie. And that was a good lesson learned of like, now I can just show up as me. Oh my
1: God. It's so true. I actually just did an Instagram story of this. So I went to Lori Harder's girlfriends and business event and they sent out this like style board or this like inspo board of like, basically like how you should dress for the event. Right. And I got it. And I was like, Oh, this is like not me, okay? Like every single like model on the thing was like, I have nothing in my closet like this. So I went and bought this like little red leather dress, and I felt so uncomfortable in it the whole day. And we sat down for lunch and the dress broke. not because it like didn't fit, the dress just broke. And I was like, this was literally like a sign from the universe that like you are showing up so unapologetic who you are. So then the whole rest of the day, I was so uncomfortable because I was like in this dress that like wasn't me and it was broken. And I got home that night and I said, I will never, ever go to another event and like try to like mesh with the inspo board or try to be something that I'm not, because I literally missed out on so much of the goodness of that event because I was in my head over this dress that like didn't even feel like me. I got these pictures back and I was just like, ew,
0: I hated the whole thing about it. Yeah. You miss out on like human connection, authenticity, feeling like yourself. Yeah. And also you're sitting there like comparing yourself to other people when you're not in your element. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I always say like when we're comparing others, it's because we haven't done the work on ourselves for sure. And it's funny because that day I did, I was like, oh my God, what is she wearing? What is she wearing? And I'm like, bitch, this is coming back on you because you do not (laughs) like what you're wearing. (laughs) <laughs> I had to go home and do some of your work for sure. That
0: you means. are judging because you're uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I just did I... a post that said, I don't think comparison is a thief of joy. I think trying to show up to look, think, and act like everybody else. That will steal your joy quicker than you could possibly imagine.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. So true. So, so, so true.
0: Yes. Okay. So let's take it back now that we had that conversation. Tell everyone who you are, what you do outside of the coach that I hired this year that was incredible for my business.
1: Yeah, of course. So I spent 22 years in the corporate sales space, which I actually just learned a fun tip on Instagram. If you actually equate that to numbers, it actually makes you look even more of an expert. So I actually spent 1,409 weeks in in corporate uh, as a sales expert in a sales trainer. That's and, a grind. Um, yeah, yeah. And... um So then I moved to the online space during the pandemic, literally having no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I had a God-given talent, universe-given talent, whatever it is that you believe in, in the ability to build relationships and really help others grow their sales. And I moved to the online space. I've been able to help over 500 entrepreneurs grow their businesses, grow their sales um, from all different avenues, right? Med spas, realtors, coaches, um, brick and mortar people. And it's really the oxygen of your blood or the oxygen of your business if you can learn how to sell. So there's so, many people, unfortunately, that don't know sales, don't feel good about sales, don't understand sales. And my like core belief is like if we can understand sales, you can literally skyrocket any business.
0: Yes. And you have a way of making sales not feel salesy. Thank you. I think so many people cringe with sales because they think of old school sales. And a lot of people are still in that old school mindset. But why do you think, like, what is it about how you teach sales that makes it fun and exciting versus salesy? Yeah, I think the
1: biggest thing, honestly, is, like, we really start with, like, having an unwavering belief in yourself that, like, you are the man or woman for the job and you are the man or woman to sell these products and services. Because what happens so often in sales is a lot of us are in, like, desperate energy, And they don't even really realize it, or we're in this like convincing energy. So you're also like attracting in very like needy people or people that like aren't really like empowered to work with you, or they're kind of like fence sitters, right? But if you can be so sold on what it is that you're doing and just understanding that you have a great product, program, or service and showing up every day in that type of energy and not from like a woo woo energy, but just like an energy of like, I know that I have a solution to these people's problems and having a belief that your audience or your community or your buyers or your clients who walk past your gym or your med spot or whatever, that they are going to opt in and they are going to be buyers when they are ready. So like for me, I'm never like sitting here trying to like convince somebody to buy. I just know that like I have really great offers. I know that I'm going to nurture my audience. I know that when Katie's ready or Jen's ready or Maria's ready or Matt's ready or whoever's ready. They're going to be an empowered buyer and they're going to buy. And the difference is when they do come to work with me, they are rockstar clients. They're action takers. They get things done. They're self-led. And they're excited to be there and excited to do the work because I didn't have to convince anybody to actually work with me.
0: I feel like that hits home so much for me is when I felt the most salesy, I didn't believe in my product. I didn't yeah. believe in my worth or myself. And I actually didn't know who the hell I was. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I moved from Detroit to Denver and like my life fell apart and I had no option but to like really find who I was in life where my platform skyrocketed, my business skyrocketed. And then you came into my world at the perfect time where I felt like, like your impact in my business was so much bigger because I had done the work previously. Do you think that a lot of people struggle with sales because like they don't actually believe in their product and what they're offering?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, just this morning, I host a weekly networking call and we were talking about Black Friday and we were going through Black Friday offers. This just a great example. We we're going through Black Friday offers and people were like, you know, I'm really nervous to put this offer out. It's the first time I've ever sold a $2,000 offer or I'm really nervous to sell this offer or I'm really scared to put this offer out. And I said, this has nothing to do with my ability to help you teach sales i can't give you the best webinar framework the best sales strategy the best lead generation strategy anything you're already scared to put it out. You're already like nervous if somebody says no. So you really have to do that inner work and figure out where that's coming from. Maybe it's from childhood. Maybe it's other work that you have to do. And like some of this work we can do together. And some of it actually, you have to go way deeper with somebody else. Maybe do like subconscious reprogramming, maybe do hypnosis, like do something else. Because if you still have these blocks it doesn't matter how good the strategy is. You're going to always come up against them. Yeah. But if you have like an unwavering belief in what it is that you do, it's just a very different type of energy. I do this thing with a lot of my clients. It's called the list of 100. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, you should absolutely do it. And I encourage you to write a list of 100 things. And this is 100 reasons why like somebody should buy from you. And it has nothing to do with like charging your worth or upping your prices or anything. But you can use it for that too. But this is even like bare minimum. And this is just like why you are great at what you do or why somebody is lucky to be in your world. And what is so powerful about this is when you get to like 25, 26, 27, like you're gonna get stuck because these are like the easy things to think about. And you're gonna have to come back and you're gonna come to like probably like 40 or 50 and you're gonna get stuck again. And then you're gonna get stuck around like 60 or 70. But those last 25 or 30 are when you're gonna have to go like super deep like to the core of who you actually are. And those are the things that'll like be so powerful for you. That'll be like, hell yes, this is why somebody gets to work with me. Hell yes, I spent 1,400 weeks in sales. This is why like, I'm not gonna convince anybody to work with me. And that list will be so powerful for you as you go through entrepreneurship, business, failed launches, which you'll have people turning you down, all the things like that list of 100 will be so powerful for you.
0: Yes, I do something really similar with clients that are struggling with self-worth, like my health yeah. clients. It's like, let's come up with all of these reasons on why we're amazing and what we offer this world that don't have anything to do like with our bodies, right? Because a lot of women in the health world will come to me for body image, struggling with their relationship with food and you have to dig so much deeper. But what it does is that actually makes you understand your worth and your value as a human. And if we're talking about sales, like I firmly believe that your self-worth is your net worth.
1: So true. And the it's more a you, great piece of content right there for you. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Trust me, we'll clip it right there. I'll have my podcast <laughs> guy do it. <laughs> my job. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about like confidence with sales, confidence with like your content so many people are lacking confidence to show up every single day or they feel like they're like annoying because they're saying the same thing on repeat or they're saying the same thing as everybody else so like what would you tell somebody that's feeling that right now
1: yeah i would say that a lot of this has to do with like you not really probably doing the work of like who you actually are and like what is your like personal brand that you want to show up in because if you're showing up every day and you're not excited about creating content or you're not excited about getting on your stories it's probably because you're trying to emulate somebody else right like i can look at katie right now and i know that she's excited every single day to create content maybe not every day but she's excited when she creates content because she's literally creating content from like her soul right she's like i want to dance in my kitchen i want to dance in my living room i want to show you my walk with my dog i want to show you max because she's not trying to like actually be anybody else and I think so often that we get stuck creating content because we're literally scrolling everybody else and then we're trying to mirror it and match it. And that's actually where content becomes like really hard because we're trying to fit in everybody else's mold. will just be like your mold, just be you. And I think that is actually the power. And that's actually where confidence is built. Yeah. And I talk about this, I mean, I talk about this a lot too. It's like, if you're trying to like be one person in real life and then another person like on your Instagram or even like another person on your Instagram stories, or like another person on your podcast, like it's exhausting. Exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting, right? Like great example of this is like how I'm showing up today on this podcast is literally how I would be if you met me for coffee in Arizona tomorrow, I would be wearing the same thing, I would be talking the same way, I'd be using the same hand gestures. Like I don't say like, okay, well, now I'm going on a podcast, I gotta be like podcast Jill. And I think so often people are like, oh, I got to put on like my Instagram hat or my Instagram stories hat. And it's like, that's why it feels exhausting to you. Like, who wouldn't
0: be tired of that? Of course. It, it is so exhausting trying to show up as somebody else. And when you, when you were saying that about my content, like dancing in the kitchen and showing Max, that is who I am as a human in real life through and through. When you see me on Instagram, when you meet me in real life, like you are going to get the same person, which yeah. I don't think that's the case for a lot of people, because we feel like we have to be somebody else on Instagram. And I think like for me personally, there's like nothing that drives me to somebody more than like the most authentic human connection.
1: Yeah, like I have a question for you. When you're getting ready in the morning, are you always dancing or just when the camera's on? Always dancing. A hundred percent, right? So Katie's not like putting on like the camera and then like dancing, like that's who she is. Yes. So That's why it feels really natural. So if I was to put the camera on my mirror and start dancing, it wouldn't feel natural because I don't fucking dance in the morning when I'm getting ready. I don't wear a cute head wrap. I'm not like shaking my booty. I usually am tired. I'm trying to like do the best I can to like put my life together in the morning. Right. So like, that's why it doesn't feel authentic and it doesn't feel good because like I wouldn't do that in real life. So if you're trying to create reels off of somebody else, you're trying to kick content off somebody else. The best thing you can ask somebody is like, if the camera wasn't rolling right now, would you still be doing this? And if the answer is yes, amazing. But if the answer is no, dive deep into like, well, what would you be doing right now?
0: Yes. It was actually in my wedding vows to Max. I said, I promise (laughs) to never stop dancing when I'm making him chocolate chip pancakes because he loves chocolate chip pancakes. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) And I'm always dancing when I'm like cooking or making food, there's music on. So yes, that the answer is like, I would 100% be doing that. And I think you nailed it spot on. And Jill's heard me talk about this before. And I think it's something that we should talk about is the idea of the market being oversaturated, and I fully believe that, like, yes, the market is oversaturated. There's a lot of coaches that'll be like, "No, it's not," but there are so many people that do what you do. But 100%. the market is oversaturated with coaches trying to be like everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's, sat- it's saturated with garbage, is what I say. Yeah, you're saying it nicer than I am, but like, it's <laughs> it's literally saturated with a bunch of junk. So if you could just stand out amongst mm. the noise and be you, like. You're on a rocket ship of growth right there,
0: baby. Which I think is what makes personal branding so important because it brings your personality into it. Like I was telling Jill before this call, nobody just wants to know your top three tips for gut health. There are a million Instagram posts on tips for gut health. They want to know who you are. They want to know your personality with that. And then they also want to know your best tips because they love you as a human. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I will tell you that nobody has really ever slid into my like DMs and been like, "Hey, you changed my life with that carousel post." Now, they're getting value on it <laughs> for sure, and they could probably change their gut health or their sales or whatever it is, but it's the other stuff that people are are hiring me for. It's like, "Hey, I watched your stories and like you activate me and trigger me all at the same time. I think I need to hire you." Or I need someone to like light a fire under my ass, like I think it's you they're not going to feel that energy off of like five tips to master your sales. Right. My Instagram grid could look perfectly polished and that's not at all even like who I am as a mentor. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to show who you actually are because it's also not fair to your audience. If you're not showing who you are and you have like a perfectly curated feed and it's like, then they're not even getting the real version of you when they jump on a call.
0: Yes. I think a really good lesson for me was when I launched my business mastermind and mini mind, it was the first time I was really shifting to more business outside of like high level health coaching. And it made me a little bit nervous, like to make that switch. Cause I think any shift in your business makes you, you're it's uneasy. You've never done it before, but I not only filled a mastermind, but also a mini mind of women, which I created this mini mind as I was launching this mastermind. To the advice of Jill, which she's an amazing coach. But what's so amazing is like none of these women came into my world because they're like, oh, I loved your advice on metabolism. Or like, I love that one post you did. They were all like, I want to be in your energy. I want to build community like you do. I want to create the movement that you're creating. And that is why they came in my world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You guys are all in Katie's world, whether you follow her on Instagram, whether you watch her stories, whether you're listening to this podcast right now, because of the energy and the proximity to her, right? Like that's what you are investing in, whether it's investing your free time listening to this podcast right now, investing in one of her programs, like all of those things. And that's what makes you stand out. And if you are in the sea of sameness, which is what I call it, you're going to have such a harder time in sales because it's going to take that like, know, and trust so much longer, right? Think about like if you were dating, right? And trust me, I'm no dating expert here. But if you were dating... Same. Yeah, same. Do <laughs> not listen to me and Katie for dating advice. <laughs> no, you,
0: we don't have a dating podcast for a reason, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but I know sales and she knows content. So if you were dating someone and like you were swiping or you were going to meeting someone and everybody looked the same, Right, it's like how do you actually even know these people's personalities? How do you actually even know what what feels good? Right, it's like you have to stand out amongst the noise somehow. And the way that you stand out amongst the noise is like by genuinely showing like who you are, your weirdness, your quirkiness, your your whatever side. And like if you're just vanilla online, like vanilla is like one of those flavors like you could take it or leave it. Right. So like, don't just be vanilla, like let us help you be like a fun flavor, like Rocky Road or like mint chocolate chip, because then people are either like, I love it or I hate it. And that's actually what you want in the online space. You want people to be like, I'm here for it. And they lean in or they're like, hey, I'm not for it. And they lean out. And that's what you want your content to do.
0: Okay, I was not going to ask you this question next, but I think you just made a solid point is we are so scared to not be liked. And I think it's one of the best things that I've ever accepted is that some people just aren't going to like me and I'm totally okay with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that we have like very much like especially as women, we have like people-pleasing skills and that's a that's great for like certain parts of our lives, but like as entrepreneurs and we're growing a business, you're not gonna please everybody and you can't please everybody. And you don't wanna dim your light of who you actually are to try to fit into a box of everybody. And you know, there's a lot of things that like I do online that's like people may not like, maybe I'm more polarizing, maybe I'm more brash, whatever it is. And that's okay that some people lean in and some people lean out. Because what I want is I want the people that are for me to lean in. Because what that's gonna do is they're gonna be like raving fans. They're going to be amazing referral partners. They're going to be amazing power partners. They're going to share me out in a room of other people. And what I don't want is the people who aren't for me because they're not going to be those people. And when you're building a business, you need those solid people that are in your life. I can remember one time I was at a party with my dad, who is a great entrepreneur. And my dad said, I would really listen to your podcast a lot more if you didn't drop so many F-bombs. And I, in my, my, and I literally, guys, we're on like episode like 150. I've asked my dad to come on the podcast. Like every week, my dad's a phenomenal business owner, crazy successful. And my dad's like, I will not come on your podcast because you drop so many F-bombs. And like, I don't want it to be like a reflection of me as a dad that you have like a trucker mouth. And it's such a great example of like, I'm not going to change who I am to get the wrong listeners. Cause at the end of the day, my dad's not my listener. My dad's not my ideal avatar, right? I'm not trying to sell to the man in corporate. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to stay true to who you are and know that like you're not going to appease everybody. And you don't want that listener or that follower or that person watching your story that's not your ideal client. And I actually don't even use the word ideal client. I use the word ideal buyer. My dad's not my ideal buyer. So I don't really even want him listening to my podcast because he's not pulling out his credit card and hiring me. He's pulling out his credit card to buy new presents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Brad. by the way.
0: I've had the same conversations with my mom. I come from a really conservative Christian family, which I love so much. I love my family. But my mom... Cannot stand the fact that like I shake my butt a little bit online and yeah. love dancing and sometimes like say the h word as she would say, which like wow. isn't even that big of a deal, but to <laughs> her it is. And she she said the same thing to me before is like I would share your stuff more if you didn't swear, if you didn't yeah. dance like this, because yeah. she's concerned about the people in her world, which yeah. are my least concern. I'm not because- concerned. Yeah. I'm not concerned. I'm showing up as me and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And that's what like concerns me the most.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so, so, so true. And you know, uh, one of of my clients, Matthew Allen, he made a comment to me one time. It's like, if you can't handle one hater, Then you're not gonna get a thousand new followers because with a thousand new followers is gonna come some haters. So you have to actually start to build like a muscle that, like, you're gonna get haters because the more haters that you can actually absorb, the more the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, is gonna throw more people into your world. And that was like such a light bulb moment for me because I used to take it really personal and now I'm just like, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way you, you build a muscle to it. You get less sensitive to it. And the people that actually like love you, your community, the impact you're making is so much more important than somebody's opinion online.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that you do, I just want to touch on this because I do this too, is when I get haters, it's very easy for us. I think, especially as women who get triggered to like, go back and like argue back or do like, just go back, especially my personality. I want to like, just argue back. But I always take it and I try to like educate my audience of like why maybe this wasn't true or why they're thinking this way. Or like, I know you did this recently when somebody was like, oh, it must be easy to have like a morning routine. And it's like, yeah, you could have like taken that comment, whether it was a hate comment or not. But also, like, if you're going to get these types of comments, like, use it as like leverage to also like educate your audience, use it as content, use it as something else, but don't use it as like, a rebuttal where you also now are like being in negative energy, take it, sit with it for a couple days, a week, a month, however long it is, and then turn it into something like a little more beautiful and show yourself as a leader online.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. I, if I'm replying to a comment, I'm actually never showing their name or I'm never trying to throw hate or shade. It's always like an education or how can we support each other better? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay. So question for you, there is like, you called it the sea of sameness, which I love. So let's say you're not in the sea of sameness. You have this confidence. You're showing up as you, you're talking about your stuff, your sales, but the algorithm seems to be totally against you because it happens. The algorithm shifts. It's always going to shift. It's never going to stop changing. So what is your best advice for people that are like, the algorithm just has like never been my best friend.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's probably not ever really going to be your best friend. So, what I mean, like we're not going to be bad. we're not going to wear like friendship bracelets with the algorithm, but what I want you to remember is like you just need to keep putting out good content over and over and over and also getting new eyes on your stuff sometimes takes you doing the work, right? I think that a lot of us are in I talk about this a lot in like my own business and my own coaching is like a lot of us are in entitlement energy where we think like because I put out a post or we put out a story or we put out an offer that like people should just buy it or people should just like it or people should just whatever. And it doesn't always work that way. And we have to just remember that things happen. But the flip side to this is what are you actually basing your metrics on? Because I'm care less if the algorithm shows my thing to a million people. I can't even serve a million people. I don't want my reels to have a million downloads. And I think you and I have talked about this even offline is virality is amazing, right? It's great for our egos. It makes us feel good when we wake up and we have 5,000 new followers and there's 8,000 new comments and likes and all the things. And guess what? It actually has not generated any money, into my bank account. And there is such a difference between going viral and getting a lot of views and getting a lot of likes and getting a lot of whatever versus actually someone landing on a piece of your content and asking you like, how do I actually work with you? So I think we need to remember that it doesn't matter how many likes you get, how many saves you get, how many shares you get, all of those things, making a piece of content for the one person that needs to see it today, that's going to be the right buyer that you can actually solve their problems.
0: Yeah. I had this conversation with jill where i stopped creating my content to go viral i feel like i'm pretty good at like entertaining and joking and like having good charisma in content So for a while, my ego got the best of me and I focused on content that was going to go viral. And I had a lot of content that did go viral Mm -hmm. and I grew my community. But what happened as I was the least connected with my community that I've ever been in my, that impacted my sales massively because it wasn't being shown to the people that I wanted it to, which it attracted a lot of people into my world, but a lot of people that were not ideal clients. Right. And then it hurts,
1: then it hurts, then it hurts the algorithm even more.
0: Even more. Yeah. So I purposely had to go through a phase where I shifted to creating education, finding who I am again, creating connection, building community. And what happened is my sales massively increased once I started to do that and stopped focusing on going viral. Did I lose a lot of thousand, of like a couple thousand followers? Yeah, of course I did. But that's okay because they're not my people.
1: Yeah, it's it's so true. I actually I'm I'm doing a six week sales sprint right now. And I was actually talking about this yesterday in in it. You know, I grew a multi six figure business on 500 followers and people were like blown away by that. And it was because I didn't care about having a lot of followers. I cared about having the right buyers. And even to this day today, I mean, we do incredible sales in our business. I have about a hundred, maybe a hundred people, 120 people a day watch my stories. That's not that many, but guess what? They are the right people. They are the right buyers. They are the right avatars that when Jillian puts out an offer or Jill creates a free offer or Jill puts out a PDF or whatever it is, they raise their hand and they're like, I want in versus, you know, seeing a thousand people on my stories, which might feel really good for my ego because I feel popular or having, you know, a hundred thousand people following me and I might feel popular, but I'm not actually making any sales because it's just a bunch of like random people following me. So I think that that's really important. I know something that Katie and I are going to go even deeper on in the future.
0: Yes, which I think we should talk a little bit about that. Oh, is that yeah. Jill and I are super passionate about content creation, sales, and also making things a little bit more fun and exciting. Again, we've in we're in this like business world where everything feels very cookie-cutter, structured, and like this is our life. This is our income. This is our impact. And it shouldn't feel like that. So we decided to put together something completely brand new for you. Jill, do you want to tell them about it? Oh my gosh, I am so excited. You know when something's
1: really excited when like you think of something and then like they think of something and then you both are like boxering and it's like this equal like energy. That's how Katie and I were this, were this thing. It was like, I've been thinking about this for a while. She'd been thinking about it for a while. And then we like birthed this thing together. And we were like, how quickly can we like bring it to the world? So yes, what Katie and I are bringing to the world for all of you. And when I say all of you, like we hope to see all of you in there, it is going to be this four day experience. And when I say experience, it's an experience because like, if you've never been in mine and Katie's world, like buckle up, it is going to be a hell of a good time.
0: It's going to be a ride and we're going to have the best time, but also you're going to learn so much much.
1: Yeah. Like it's not just a party, but like it's a party where you're going to learn and we're going to go through content creation, personal branding, sales, showing up online and what that really means. And we wanted to do it in four days to not spread it out and really get you in like massive action and momentum to get you out, like ready to go. And I could not be more excited about it. I do not partner up with very many people, um, hardly ever. But when it's the right person who is like someone that I am like, I would ride to the moon with them and back, that is someone from Katie. Because let's be honest, if anybody creates killer content showing up authentically, there's no better girl in the house than Katie.
0: And if anyone can teach you how to make sales fun and exciting and actually create the sales you want in your world, it is Jill. And we've literally been like two kids on Christmas, like boxering back and forth. We got on this call today, the Zoom call, like so excited for everything to come. So this podcast is dropping on Cyber Monday and our course is also dropping on Cyber Monday. Yes,
1: I am so excited. And it is going to be live, right? So we're going to teach you live, you're going to be with us. And I think the other thing that we should probably share is that when they jump in, not if because they will jump in, is when they jump in. And if they do it within a certain amount of time, you guys will actually get a bonus call with Katie and I as a group, which will be like straight fire. So all the deets are coming, you guys stay tuned. But I'm telling you, mark your calendars, save the dates, all the things so it's going to be absolutely incredible.
0: We will put all the information below and Jill, just before we sign off, I want you to tell people where they can find you. I'll have all of her info below too, but how can people be in your world? Cause you have a podcast, Instagram, this amazing business. So take it away.
1: Yeah, of course. So I'd love for you to come over, follow me at the Jillian Murphy. There are no dancing videos. I'm sorry, but I'm still a hell of a good time. It's the Jillian Murphy. Uh, Come over, learn about sales from my content. And then I do have a podcast. It's called the Sales and Social Podcast. We've had Katie on. We've actually uh, repurposed one of her episodes again for a throwback episode. So go back, listen to that podcast episode. And again, if I don't know you, come over and I'd personally like to meet you, but um, I can't wait to see you in our next program. And I can't wait to uh, do it with Katie.
0: Yes, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. And we are so excited to see you guys in the program. Can't wait.